Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, Cajun Cannon, I feel like you have been saving up for this one. And the black and gold delivered for you today in New England. A big 34-0 victory over the Patriots. Uh, New Orleans now sitting at 3-2 and two after week five. Hell yeah, Steve. Uh, man, I'm getting excited. I mean, push the, uh, the volume button up. Uh, but hell yeah, a win is a win. You have to look at the National Football League, how hard it is to win. I know the Patriots are sorry, but it's not our fault. It's still an NFL team. I know they've only won one game. But uh, don't we love to humble people who have excelled at a high level? Uh, level Bill Belichick. You, you want to talk about a humble loss. Bill Belichick looks like... Uh, Boy, if I wasn't trying to get that record, I don't think I'd still be coaching. Uh, did he show any emotion or passion on the sideline? He looked very disinterested. He looked so disinterested, there, right? like uh, this is the last place I want to be because his team got their ass whipped. The Saints put a whooping on the Patriots that the Patriots have never seen. They might, you might say, well, Bobby, what are you talking about? I think it was the worst. I think Hossamayma said the worst uh, uh, like home loss in Patriots history. Now, when I played against the Patriots, they weren't very good. They went three or four games. But then you look at all through their history and the ebbs and flow up and downs of an organization, they've never got whooped like the Who That Nation put on the New England Patriots. Boston Patriots, New England Patriots. All I know is, Steve, you know, I'm kind of janky. And the Saints won. So I'm a proud citizen of the Who That Nation. Lucky shirt. This is why you heard at the end, uh, we taking over Massachusetts uh, all of a sudden doing the who that chant. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. We got the right uh, nation, the right fan base, Gulf South, Gulf Coast, New Orleans area, everything. We got the right people. Give us something to cheer for. Give us something to cheer for. You will not find a better fan base. You don't think the Patriots fans are, are a little spoiled? Did they even show up at the game? <laughs> if you look at their fan base, how quiet was that stadium? Now, the, the, I think they booed a little bit, but they should have been booing way louder uh, considering the product on the field. Just to look at a little bit uh, what actually occurred. Total first downs. Uh, our defense was outstanding. They had eight. I mean, we shut out the Broncos and the great John Elway and all. It was like 42 to nothing back in 1988. And I remember the Dome Patrol held uh, the Broncos to nine first downs. Well, we held this Patriot team uh, to eight first downs. And considering that the rules are structured for the offense to have success, 
Eight first downs, uh, the defense could not be any better. And then it even gets better. This is what we did the first two games of the season versus the latter two. Third down defense. They were one of 14, 7%. That is outstanding. Now, offensively, I think we were functional. Uh, but we, 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 we not doing what we need to do on a consistent basis. Now, baby steps, whatever. If that's not good. We're only 5 of 15, 33%. We need to be uh, like it makes all the difference in the world. You might say, well, Bobby, um, uh, what if we had uh, 7 out of 15? Yes. Five out of fifteen is uh, they, that's hell of a lot worse than if you're going seven of fifteen. Now you want ultimately be like eight of fifteen, fifty percent or more, but you got to be realistic. Finally, very good in the red zone, three or four, seventy-five percent. You said, "Well, I want to be hundred percent." No, you know what you want to be hundred percent is goal to goal. There's a difference, red zone and goal to goal. Now, if you got goal to goal, hell yeah, you got to will your way into the end zone, get a touchdown. We were three for three. 100%. Red zone, we were three of four. Uh, I came and look at the Patriots. I, I don't think they even sniff. Uh, they, they were lucky if they would cross midfield. They're not sniffing uh, the red zone. Great defense. We gave up a total, not in a half, but in a game, 156 total yards. Again, that's about giving up only eight first downs. That is, uh, I can tell you right now, the rest of the season, we'll not have this good of a game defensively. <laughs> it is that dominant when you look at those numbers. Now, we might, you know, be maybe more opportunistic. Now, but I don't know. We were taking away the football, intercepted, pick six. So, I don't know if we'll have a better defensive game, especially when you shut out an opponent. I don't care if it was the sorry Patriots right now. You, you still shut them out. Now, can you build upon this? It's good. Like, for instance, no one would have thought this before the season, let's say late August. The next team we play in the Houston Texans in Houston, we're going to have to pack a lunch. I'm telling you right now. That game, Houston's way better than right now than the Patriots. How the mighty have fallen without Tom Brady. It just goes to show you the impact. Now, we both got sacked a couple of times. Um, we were plus three for the game. Now we plus three for the season. So after the Texans game, how about we be plus five? I like that. I'm not going to ask for three. How about just so we'll get two more in the turnover margin that you're on the plus side going forward? Now, this doesn't even come into play. This is when you have a close game. Remember I always tell you nine penalties or 100 yards, that's like giving up a touchdown. Well, we had 12, uh, 12 for 86 yards. So, so what? Uh, let's say you even give a little lanyard, 10 points. Uh, we won because of penalties 34-7 or 34-10. That didn't even matter. And usually when you're in a hard-fought game and when you look back, third down, red zone, then you look at penalties – how it affected the game. We had almost two to one, almost, uh, uh, we had the ball almost 40 minutes. So it was like basically 40 to 20, uh, two to one and controlling the uh, tone or uh, the atmosphere of the game and setting the tone, I should say, uh, with that time of possession. I saw, I, I thought, uh, one thing I told you this, we still can't run the ball. Bobby, what are you talking about? No, we cannot run. <laughs> We cannot run the ball when you're averaging 3.3 yards a run. They were committed to it, though. Yes, that's what I told you. I okay. said, Steve, but uh, like you said, at least they committed to the run. Oh, well, we, we can't run, so I'm only going to run 15 times a game. That ain't good. I'm telling you now, we set the tone. So I, I would even say, even if the game's close, instead of 41, you have like 31 attempts. Have it somewhere around there or when you look at uh, controlling the tempo. Uh, I'm looking at Derek Carr. 114, almost 115 passer rating. 
I thought he was efficient. One time he got sacked. I don't know what James Hurst is thinking. The A-gap, if the back's supposed to step up or he just left. You never – the shortest way to the quarterback, you never give that up. So, really, Carr should have been sacked one time. The other time, I mean, he was making a sandwich back there. The offensive line blocked well long enough. Just held on to it and, too and, long. Yes, and he got sacked. So, that, that would be a case where you look at it. Oh, offensive line gave up two sacks. No, the offensive line – uh, gave up one sack and their lack of uh, communication. Well, you look at Mac Jones, you probably wish he was back at Alabama playing for the Crimson Tide. I thought the NFL would be a little easier. Uh, well, right now, they're, they're hollering for Zappi. You know, they want Zappi, the Western Kentucky uh, cat. Uh, but, but Steve, none of them. A quarterback rating, uh, Jones, uh, 30.5, and then Zappi had 42.4. But looking at how we utilize our uh, – uh, talent and, and receivers. Michael Thomas, this is what I tell all you fantasy people and all. This this is where Michael Thomas is at every game. Right. Steve, I, I, you look how like they fluctuate targets, catches, and yards, but this is a Michael Thomas game. Uh, he only had four catches, so I might say uh, he had four for 65 yards. Some games you might see five for 65 yards. Exactly. Uh, so that's the range where he's at. Uh, Alvin Kamara, three targets, three catches, 17 yards. Alvin Kamara ended up having 97 total yards from scrimmage. I always tell you I wish that number would be closer between 120 and 130. Yeah. I think 150 would be outstanding. But uh, the ball I'd have to pick uh, right now with the Saints, and and I know Sneaky Pete and all, they're going to try and get his hands on the ball more. But I'm looking at Rashid Shaheed. He had four touches for 46 yards. Okay, uh, can we somehow know you got one football, but he should at least double that because if you look at Rashid Shaheed uh, coming into the game, remember I told all-purpose yards, he's only behind Christian McCaffrey and ahead of um, Justin Jefferson. So, I mean, he's basically producing, but he had four touches, uh, 46 yards. So I, I think Sneaky Pete in the offense, they got to give Shaheed more opportunities uh, with his hands on the ball. Now, before I get to the defense, look at special teams. I thought this was a Sweet Lou. A Sweet Lou Headley. I thought it was his best game punting. Hallelujah. I Finally, it, right? I, those weird punts sometimes, <laughs> I don't know if they don't want to field it and where it's going to bounce, but a 44-yard average and three inside the 20. Uh, Lou Headley, best game as the new Saints punter, the 30-year-old rookie, uh, the tatted up cat. Uh, now, uh, Rashid Chi, one punt return, 18 yards. I'm telling you, you can sit at all pro if you're 14-plus. If you double digits, no, you're getting the job done with all that said. Now, uh, looking at the on the defensive side, um, did y'all see the hit? I was going to say special teams. Also, shout-out to Groupie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Groupie 250-yarders. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Steve, I don't know how I missed I'll on that. I'll give him a little I, love to the kicker. No, no you have to uh, – a lot of love. Yeah. Uh, you making a 50-yarder, uh, no, that's not automatic. It, it, you know what you never want to – because you can – you never want to miss on the 40. And you want to seldom uh, uh, miss – okay, you never – how's that saying? You never want to miss on the 40. Um you don't really want to miss uh, like at, at 40, like 40 to 49, and then you get a little leeway over 50. So if you do that, so just look at like the chart. Yeah. And, and when the season is all over. Made a 53 and a 54-yarder today. Yeah, and then he made uh, – so he's had three kicks over 50 yards, if I'm correct. Right. And then he missed the one the Packers, a 40-something yarder, uh, if I'm correct. So you see – 
you can miss that one, but the next two at 40-some yards he has to make. You know, the leeway. Now, now uh, if it's on the 40, 30-some yard field goal, you never. No. That has to be like a longer extra Automatic. point. Longer extra point. Uh, you have to be able to uh, come through with that. So, yeah, but Groupie, uh, I thought he came up big time. The kicking game obviously was not a liability. Now, looking at the defense right quick, um, Demario Davis, he ain't, that ain't no old man the way he's hitting. That four down hit he had, just look if y'all, I know we're all Saints fans, a lot of us, we taped the game and go look back. Look at the camera, how he was interacting with his fellow teammates. You know why? Even though you might try to uh, change the rules, control violence, and, oh, we weren't about player safety and all that. No, Demario Davis and all that, they so fired up how he just stoned someone and they can't go. Like, man, he got jacked up. And then, you know, and you can't promote that too much. Mm-hmm. Look how excited all Demario's uh, uh, teammates were when he came out that big tick, uh, 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 hit. Alante Taylor, uh, he led the team unassisted tackles with five. He had uh, six total, a double D, Demario Davis. Uh, a lot better showing both him and Cam Jarn, I'd say, in the two previous games where we always have to have them uh, coming up with some stats. He also had a passive in it. But the guy who's showing up, an unsung hero uh, from Wyoming. The Wyoming Grandy Cup. man. Carl Grandison, four total tackles, a sack, two quarterback hurries, three tackles for a loss. That guy he was going against, he was just whooping. Uh, but, but we've seen him do that to the Saints offensive line. So that doesn't surprise me about Carl Grandison and his success. Pete Werner being opportunistic, come up with an interception. A pass defended. Cam and Passanio uh, end up sharing a sack. Howden, his fingers all jacked up, but boy, look at him in coverage. Two key passes defended that he ended up having. I thought it was interesting Deuce brought up, like Paulson and Debo. They were kind of going after him uh, uh, on different throws. I ended up with two passes defended. I think his hamstring's still bothering him. Because Deuce, uh, Deuce was talking about his true. Look how he's coming out his cuts. And he don't have that burst where uh, that, that he might have. You know, hoping he don't pull it more and a slight, uh, you know, hamstring pull and that I, I think I can go through it. But Paulson and Debo looked like he had kind of lost a step. I don't know if it's coming off that hamstring uh, injury. But Honey Badger being opportunistic, we all remember this uh, as LSU fans. Uh, he, he comes up with that big pick six, not only interception, but a pick six. But him with that interception, Tyron Matthew, you know, I love history. Uh, NFL leaders in interceptions the last decade. So that's modern-day football. Last decade, Honey Badger now has 29. I think if you're an LSU fan, you saw this coming in the NFL level, that Tyron Matthew would have that 29. He's behind uh, Harrison Smith with 31 and Marcus Peters uh, with 32. So uh, big props go out to that. And, uh, Steve, I think I had failed to mention about um, that well, what had occurred – uh, with history. It was by breaking uh, Alvin Kamara. I was going to say, yeah, uh, we have not brought that up yet. Yeah, Alvin Kamara, 73 career touchdowns surpassed uh, the great quiet storm, Marcus Colston, in franchise history. So, uh, look, to me, Kamara's running hard. If we block for Alvin Kamara, he will have success in this offense. So, uh, if all of a sudden, let's say Kamara's averaging 2.6 and all that, uh, I- I'm saying a lot of it I would say, listen, I know Kamara to forget how to run. If he's healthy, they got to block for him. You give him a chance where he can hit a hole because he hits it hard. Uh, so that, that, that's why I'm very optimistic 
with, uh, with Alvin Kamara in the fall now uh, going to Houston and play the Texans. Uh, but it's going to be a battle. And the last thing, Steve, before we go to the break, uh, you know, we've only played uh, the Patriots 16 times. You know, look at NFL history. We were 10-5, and five, now we're 10-6. and six. But more importantly, you know what? Uh, and, and the Patriots fans know this. We're road warriors. We've played 10 times in, in Foxborough, uh, you know, Gillette Stadium, whatever, or Sullivan Stadium, all their old stadiums. We're 5-5. Five and five. So we're 500 in their backyard. Even when the Patriots are rolling, and I can tell you this, one of the greatest games ever in Saints history, this one I knew we were legit, the year we won the Super Bowl, when we beat the Patriots in the Superdome in 2009, oh, what was it? flag on the sideline. 38 man. to 17. Bill Belichick, who you saw today, took out Tom Brady, what I think was like right under six minutes, and they gave up. Uh, and we, we were up 38. We won the game 38-17. to 17. That's when Drew Brees was on fire. I mean, his average per completion was ridiculous. That's when I said, I, I think we might have been like, okay, some fan will uh, help me out here. Uh, either, uh, or 9-0 and or, or 10 games in a row or something like 11. Uh, maybe we beat that nine because I've been part of nine games in a row. I think they beat it. It might have been like 10 or 11 games in a row victories. And that was one, and we smacked the Patriots. So Bill Belichick, he's been humbled by the who that nation. As great, he might be arguably the greatest NFL uh, coach ever. If you look, he's up there with the, the win total. He's trying to get the 300. We didn't let that happen. He's trying to compete with Don Shula, George Hallis, and, and look at all that. Uh, but yeah, it's like, no, no records being broken for the Pats today, for no. Bill Belichick today. And it's like you asked Tom Brady who was the hardest team to play against when he was with Tampa Bay, the freaking Saints. The Saints, Tom Brady said, I, I don't know. They would get after me, and they could. They were doing it with a four-man rush. So I'm telling you, between Belichick and Tom Brady, they know who the Saints are. They know who, the, who that nation is. We're going to take 10 seconds right now to pause for stations to identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. 34-0 victory for the Black and Gold. Now 3-2 and two on the season. Want to hear from you on the happy Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. 504-260-1870. Sound off right here on the Ciroc Point After on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Pour a glass, pass it around here on the Ciroc Point after the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Saints getting a 34-0 victory over the New England Patriots in Foxborough. Impressive for the black and gold. Checking in on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. We got Hollywood and Thibodeau. How you doing, Hollywood? Hello, Bob. Hello, Steve. How you making out? Feeling good. All right, Hollywood. You, you got to be feeling ecstatic after that win, right? I mean, you, you got to all of a sudden... Uh, that, that your wife's going to maybe cook your favorite meal because I, I I know you probably was in a good mood today. Yeah, I'm in a good mood today. Uh, Saints won, LSU won, Nickel State won, and E.D. White won. Uh, give a shout-out to all them teams that I just mentioned. Uh, Bobby, I knew we were going to win that game today after Michael Thomas had that speech. I knew they were going to play with a sense of urgency. I knew they were going to be fired up. Don't they look much better when they play that way? Yeah, but I think it might be also who you're playing. I think the Patriots are sorry. Uh, j- j- just look at the last two games. Now, this is the NFL. You know, we worried about our offensive scoring. The last eight quarters, they've scored three points against Dallas and the Saints. And, Charlie, what is it? Uh, if you count the Saints scored. 72-3. Dal- yes. So, uh, Hollywood, they've lost 72-3. to three. Uh, You think the Natives are restless? And it's not like Bill Belichick's replacement. Uh, Bill Belichick is still in control. And you look, oh, we're going to go with oh, the young stud Alabama quarterback, uh, Mac Jones. Uh, I'd say not so fast. They're moving on. That's why, look, Hollywood, you need to take care of this kind of team. You know what we need to do now? You build upon what you did against the Patriots. Now you go and take on, would you better pack a lunch, an upstate uh, fired up a Houston Texans team at Houston. You know, we've been good against the ASC. Now we beat the Titans, beat the Patriots. Uh, well, well, how about we win three against uh, the AFC, because uh, I'll tell you, anybody that says or, or thinks that, you know, we had people in August, oh, the Patriots are going to be contenders in the AFC East. I don't know what world they're living in. Now, I could say with the Jets, uh, uh, without, without uh, Aaron Rodgers, but as far as like the Bills or the Dolphins level, uh, the Patriots aren't even near that. Hey, Bobby, you think I could give my game ball out to Carl Granderson? He had a hell of a game today. Hey, I, 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 that's a great game ball, and I tell you what, uh, you can't get more blue-collar, pack-a-lunch uh, type player than Carl Grandison. Uh, I'm telling you what, you know how you reward players with contracts? Well, he just got paid uh, big bucks, and all he's doing is producing at a very high level since that occurred. And he's still not the highest-paid defensive end. You know, you look at all the defensive ends, I want to say he's like in the 30s. And if I could round that off, I'd say mid-30s. He's not like top 10, right. top 20 and all that. So, like, bang for your buck with the Saints uh, are paying Carl Granison. He keeps producing like this. He's going to be underpaid. We're looking at the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. Want to head to Keith. Keith, what you got for us today? Hey, come on, ça va. Come on, ça va. What you got from uh, Gaydon? Uh, Keith, what you got? Gaydon, yes, sir. Represent. Uh yeah, I, I had these notes. I've been trying to get a hold of y'all for a oh, week oh, or so. Oh, hey, please oh, enlighten us. Yeah, I love I love notes. Please enlighten us. <laughs> About you know all the all the problems. You know the Saints weren't playing with a lot of fire, and I was saying like, they, go back and watch. They they got the highlights of the uh, the Patriots Saints game on YouTube. You know HD right. And uh and and I mean they, they, the defense was playing like. You know, madmen. You know, they they were killing them. Well, you have you to know, play, Keith. Always say, Keith, you got to play like your hair's on fire. 
You know, like I said yeah, this in the and, pregame. And they, and they were playing like that. And, and I was going to say to make, make, make the team watch that game, you know, watch the highlights of that game and play like that. And today they did. Again, uh, I think it's pros versus pros. Uh, but I, I'm telling you uh, right now uh, how dysfunctional the Patriots are right now. Uh, I think uh, Bill Belichick, uh, I don't know how well he's going to sleep tonight. But, um, okay, you look at games and you watch games. Uh, I'd be interested to see right now, I don't know, Panthers versus the Patriots. I know the Panthers are trying to win a game. The Patriots have won one. Uh, I, I guess I was wrong. I thought it was going to be a 20-17 to 17 type game. But you have to remember, and I said this in the pregame, the two top defensive players for New England did not play. The Judon, the top side getter and the top rookie corner. So you don't know. Maybe they come up with a turnover because they didn't have any takeaways. I'm telling you, you know what's driving Bill Belichick crazy? They are now minus eight. eight. Look, we were minus 11 last year. Then I said, you're not winning anything. So he he will say something like you know he talks to the media like oh anyway and he kind of uh, grumbles uh, and uh, like this plus minus uh, he goes yeah oh, we're not winning anything I can say just okay next question uh, oh minus say we're not winning anything next question you know on and on <laughs> we go on and on in the Ciroc point after want to hear from you Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line sound off with us five zero four two six zero one eight seventy be back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. What's up here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka, the Saints 34-0 win over the Patriots in New England. Black and gold improving now to 3-2 and two on the season. We're going to get into our What's Bugging You segment about today's game, brought to you by J&J Exterminators, Louisiana's independent exterminating company. A lot went right for the black and gold today, where they dominated in most of the categories. Also, unfortunately, Cajun Cannon, one stat you don't want to dominate in. Well, and, and look, you know, you're nitpicking, but you're not really nitpicking because you're not going to always win 34 to 0. So that's why when you're paying attention to detail, uh, you can't have 12 penalties, 86 yards. You might say, well, uh, is it uh, penalties that's occurring while uh, the play is in uh, progress? You know, like a holding or some hands to the face, so you look what occurs. But, but this is a good text uh, right here. And, Steve, it's uh, pertaining to that. Man, we're getting them uh, so fast. But uh, uh, it was something about the, the pre-snap penalties. Uh, I kind of lost it because it's been uh, going by so fast. But, anyway, way too many pre-snap penalties. Okay, uh, th- th- that has to stop. Then all of a sudden you're in single digits. So instead of having 12, it seems like you're having maybe seven. That's still on the high end. But, anyway, 12, 86 yards. And then offensively, that's why – Okay, do you think you would think uh, uh, this is a great game at offense? We won 34-0. to Well, I always say this, a punt return, a scoop and score pick six, you should win. So you could take seven points off of that. So look how efficient the offense was in field position. Uh, when you look at total yards, uh, total net yards, 304. I mean, when I think we're really rolling, we're 400-plus. In other words, we might have 275 throwing and about 125 rushing, uh, not 300 total. So I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm just telling you. And I look at the penalties, pre-snap penalties, right. Ill- illegal procedure, and then on third down. How can you sustain drives? Uh, and we were 5 of 15, 
that that'd be outstanding for our defense. But our, our defense is unbelievable, one of 14, 7%, like I said earlier. But, Steve, if, if we, you know, we was, it was 2-1 uh, to one <laughs> in time of possession. If we'd have converted on third down, uh, the Patriots wouldn't even be on the field. They, they <laughs> Steve, we ran 69 plays. You know how 65 is the goal? Yeah. They ran 51. They probably would have ran. If we'd have converted on third down, they'd have ran about 40 plays in the whole game. Yeah, that, I was that, sorry. That goes to show you now in Houston, again, cut down on the penalties. Now, you look at every penalties, pre-snap, that's unacceptable. That's a mental thing. Like you're saying, I'm seeing here Bobby in the talking text line, 56-35, saying, Devil's, Devil's Advocate, great game, but damn, the pre-snap penalties have got to stop. No, it has to stop. Uh, that, that's a, it, it, Okay, are you lack of concentration? Now, did you get dinged or something that you don't know the snap count? And, uh, you know, you have to be poised. And we'd always call it and we'd say, it, hold your water. Uh, you got to hold your water. Don't be antsy. You got to hold your water. Uh, you, you know, you might have to go to the bathroom, but you got to hold your water. You got to wait and be patient. So not like, oh, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. So that's what, that's an old school term when they say hold your water as far as the legal procedure and all that. Now, I think the understanding Derek Carty played with him enough and knowing the snap count and the process, how he's doing his snap count. So, yeah, that definitely has to stop. That has to stop going forward against the Texans because uh, that's our next game. And then third down, we got to be more efficient. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying 50%, but you can't be 33%. You need to be like uh, 15% better. Okay, give me 48%. I won't say anything. That, that's, that'll be a good number to sustain drives. Looking at our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. Seeing Chad in Mississippi wants to sound off. What you got for us today, Chad? <laughs> Hey, Chad. This is Chad from Carrier. Bobby, thank you for having me. First time caller with you, and I appreciate everything. I've got three things with a bonus bonus towards uh, the defense. I always respect everything about it with the stats. And uh, the, the thing you were talking about, the offensive line being first-rounders, I think they played extremely well today. They kept their car straight up. The defensive line, with all the money that we put in, investment to them, they come to play hard today. And number three, with the stats that you always talk about, uh, I enjoy that with you when I listen you know, during the week. We got that turnover ratio, baby. Three, three, oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but, 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 without a doubt. But, uh, chat, chat, uh, the, 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 there's no way the Patriots were going to win. Uh, when we were uh, plus three, I mean, just look at you, you don't, it's almost, I'm not saying it's not 100%, but it's like, how in the hell we lost that game if we were plus three in the turnover margin? I can tell you right now, not going on the road in Houston. I hope we plus two, but even if we plus one, uh, you know, and I always say this, you have to remember, you're not always going to play perfect offensively. Then this one, the defense has to be opportunistic and ball hawking. If you give up one, you got to get two back. You know, all of a sudden, I'd rather not give up any, but if you give up one, the great defenses, this going back to Ray Lewis and the Ravens, this going back to the Monsters of Midway uh, with the Bears, this is the Dome Patrol. You know, they would say, oh, don't worry, we got your back. We're going to get it back. Like, like if you have a turnover. Shoot the 2009 Saints defense, right? They yeah. were opportunistic. Uh, yep, yep. It, 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 and you won a Super Bowl. Yeah. That if you give it up, then you got to get two back. Uh, you don't want to be like 50-50, you know, like zero. But now at us plus three, when we go to Houston, hell yeah, build upon this. And when the game's all said and done, uh, we can't be, oh, well, we were, we, now we plus two because we were minus one in the game. No, build upon it. Where we plus one or plus two in the game, then all of a sudden you plus four, plus five as the season progresses. Are you getting into double digits? 
as far as the turnover margin, like plus 12, uh, 13. No, that's the difference whether you win or lose. Just look at right now. I don't even know this, but I would bet you look at the categories that I preach a lot. Where in the hell the 49ers are at? Going into a game that everybody's watching tonight, the 49ers against the Cowgirls. Who's now? I think that might break all kind of Sunday night records. What's going to happen tonight? Now Dallas think they've turned the corner, but you'd have to say not so fast. They know the great measuring stick is the 49ers right now. But uh, Steve, I, I, I would think right now the 49ers are probably plus six or something like that. I don't. What what are they? I don't even know. Let me see here. It's like minus four. Uh, oh, they minus four to Forty Niners. They oh wow. Yeah, I'm looking right now. The Cowboys are actually plus nine. You look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a plus seven, but uh, San Francisco 49ers plus four. Yeah, okay, see? But then that's why, uh, look where Dallas is at. Now they got embarrassed by the Cardinals. Right. So now they're playing the 49ers. Who's going to win that battle? Can Dak Prescott protect the ball or, uh, eh, he threw it right to the 49ers defender. I'm telling you, Brock Purdy's the man. Mr. Relevant? Mr. Relevant might be the second coming of Joe Montana and Steve Young. No, I definitely uh, have to eat some crow on Brock Purdy. I did uh, not think he'd be uh, impressive. Steer uh, two. Because you know why? Uh, Shanahan <laughs> molds him. Uh, he's like the mad scientist. I'm going to mold him like how I want him. Uh, look at Brock Purdy's numbers. Yeah. It's off the chart. Uh, the highest QB rating. All I can go on and on. Uh, I want to say, Charlie, Brock Purdy probably has four or five things that are le- not amongst the best, like leading the NFL. We'll be back with more of the Ciroc Point after after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Who that? You heard the numbers. Pick up and dial or shoot us a text on the Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line. Uh, getting into more on the Ciroc Point after here. Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Tony from down under. How's it going in Australia, Tony? Hey, young Stephen, buddy. There's the real Saints turned up today. Amen. And Granderson... If you have a close look, he was responsible for the uh, intercept because he was right in his face. Right, right. Uh, if you look at that interception, uh, and, and Tyron Matthew would tell him, come on, uh, he should have had two picks. Uh, one of them, maybe if he was a few years younger, you know, it's only half a step or half a yard, but you break on the ball quicker. I think he had, could have had two picks, but he took advantage of that, and he took it to the house. Uh, that, that, to the house. That was old school. But you got to give Carl Grandison uh, credit. Uh, that's a great point you made there, Tony. And the, the defense, like it, the way they started was the way they finished, and and they've got to they've got to continue that. Like they, they can't run hot and cold. Amen. Yeah, that you was, can't that, be on a roller coaster. Was a real Saints team that turned up today on both sides of the ball, and the 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 push that penalties, yeah. Like, Chris Chris Olave, he, he gave away one. Unacceptable. On Unacceptable. Your wide receiver, watch the ball, you can't jump. Because uh, yeah. it won't make a difference. No, you got to be disciplined. You cannot have that. That'll come back to bite you. Again, uh, you might say, well, they were too flag happy and uh, how they call penalties. You know, coming into the game, uh, I thought this was interesting. Um, okay. Had four game sample size. You know how many penalties uh, they had? Uh, twenty four called against the Patriots. Twenty four against the Saints. Okay, so you think like, oh well, we kind of the same type team, 
but that's not what uh, what, what transpired no, today. The, the refs were giving the uh, the business to the visiting team, and not so much the the home team. Well, uh, 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 Danny, look, we had twelve, and they had five. Right. But uh, I mean, I don't know if it's a pre-snap penalty. They got to call it, and they will call it. And you can't flinch. You can't all flinch. I'm not really go, uh, go, going nowhere. You know, you see them flinch, and they catch themselves. No, that's going to get called. That's what you got to avoid. Now, you don't want hands to the face. You have to know you can't put hands to the face. You might be a little overly aggressive. Then you get a little handsy as far as defensive holding. And you look at different players. They're like, uh, you know, end up having um, two penalties. Uh, I think it might have been holding like Trevor Penning. He's been doing pretty good. They're training in the right direction. Well, um, I'd have to look back at the film, like uh, borderline, to see if it was legit calls. Okay. But all, all, all I know, Dennis Allen, because it's never perfect. That's why I always bring up: what are we doing third down offensively, and having twelve penalties as a team, but those pre-snap penalties. So pre-snap penalties and third down conversions that definitely reflects on the offense. And Sneaky Pete and Derek Carr, they all got to get that right. They got to come together. We got to build upon what we did against the Patriots, the sorry ass Patriots. Uh, no, the Patriots are sorry. Again, I'll say can we, can we play them again next week? Yes, because I think it's going to be a lot tougher battle against the Texans. The Houston Texans and the rookie C.J. Stroud. But again, where our defense is and how we're trending, we can't let us give uh, C.J. Stroud the business. Now, uh, C.J. Stroud was outstanding uh, with Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you look at Bryce, Alabama, Carolina. Then we give Bryce the business when we played the Panthers. Well, we got to do the same thing defensively to C.J. Stroud. Got to keep toppling the tide. Yeah, uh, yeah, keep toppling him and don't give him any confidence. But we'll right be- now, I think C.J. Stroud's playing with confidence. We'll be back with more of the Ciroc Point after on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Speaking after the game, Saints quarterback Derek Carr on the team's victory in New England. Derek Carr's interview is brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. Here's Saints QB1. Yeah, like I said at the beginning of the year, you know, we want to be able to go into a game. It doesn't matter who scores, who has the touchdowns, who play. We just want to play good football and win. And uh, today was the perfect example of, you know, what, what we've been hoping for, right? Like it doesn't. No one's in here thinking about stats and Pro Bowls and all that. We're thinking about how many wins can we rack up and can we win the last game of the year, right? And so um, to see us play the way that we did today from a whole team aspect um, makes us feel good for sure. From, from the opening drive, getting the ball first, that was a different approach from the offense. And like you guys wanted to be aggressive. A couple balls you threw down the field, mm-hmm. it, didn't, it didn't end up in the hands of the Saints play, but 
it was kind of a different mindset this week from mm. what it was last week. It definitely was, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, because if teams are going to play a certain way, especially, you know, they're thinking about my shoulder and things that we're trying to do and all that kind of stuff, so we had to show them that we could, you know, the potential for down the field shots were there. And we were able to hit a couple, uh, not on the first drive, but we were able to, you know, you throw enough of them, you can hit a couple. And um, we were able to do that today because we had some, some good looks to do it. And so, uh, as an offense, we still have so many things to correct penalty-wise and so many little details that could have got us an easier field goal or easier for a first down or a completion. And we got to clean those things up. And if we can keep cleaning those things up and be better next week, we feel like we can keep getting better as a team. Derek, how big was that, that third 11 that you hit Michael Thomas for 26 that you eventually got that first touchdown? Was that kind of like the, I guess, the spark for the day for you guys offensively? Yeah, I, I, I think our I don't think our demeanor or mindset changed at any point throughout the day. I thought we came in with a, a great focus. Um, I just felt like that play, obviously it's third and long. We don't want to you know, put the defense again back out there so quick. And Mike did a great job going across the middle, taking a hit and making a play. And he did that a couple of times for me today. Uh, he, he, he even knew it, it was going to be that type of day. It just is one of those things. And, um, you know, he was able to stand in there and make every play that, you know, we needed, you know, um, except for the first one that we talked about. Derek, uh, earlier this week, you said that the running game is a defense quarterback's best friend. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, just specifically on that running game today, having that be as effective as it was, how much did that open things up? Well, we, then we ran a play action and they get back under the play action because they, they come up for the run, then they turn their backs and go for the play action and I check it down for 30 yards. You know, it just, to Kendra, like that's a, you know, perfect example of how it all works together, right? Like if they come down a little farther and there's a window for, you know, Mike or Chris on that play, I throw it to them. If not, I check it down and they're, they're you know, they're playing the run and they're, now they're getting back playing. It, they can't just be one dimensional. And so um, they it all works together. And this is the ultimate team game. And so if we, if I can do my job, it helps AK. If AK does his job, it helps us. If the line does their, it, it, it all is moving and working together all the time. How important do you think the performance is for Pete? Uh, I, I, again, I, there was no different thought this week. There was no different feeling. Um, we, we knew what, uh, what we have in Pete and we believe in him. And like I, you know, I never, never lied to y'all. Like I, we, we think the world of Pete. And so, uh, I just know that uh, I've been in tough times. And you know, when you do have, go out and have a good day, it, it's always a relief. No matter, you know, it's always like, all right, let's at least get you know seven days answering nice questions about you know some things, you know. And so, uh, and, but that's this business. And and he knows that. I know that. Playing quarterback, uh, head coaches always know that, right? They got to always answer questions. And so it, it is what it is. But. Our confidence never changed in Pete, for sure. Earlier this week, you said that every time you go against the Bill Belichick defense, it's like mentally exhausting. It's kind of the turn that you use. Yeah. How are you feeling now? And yeah. How are you feeling now? Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, it, it, it's it is mentally taxing. You know, they do a great job with personnel groupings, putting sub defense, playing base fronts, and you know you got to get everybody on the same page so we're blocking the right guys. And they, they do a great job of trying to mix those things up. You know, and uh, different pressure looks, not running the ball into those, and making sure they'll hold the disguise until that play clock's at two seconds. You know, and you got to make sure you're right uh, to help the team. And um, Coach Belichick is, like I said before, he's one of, if not the best coach, you know, of all time. And so anytime you go against him as a quarterback, it's a tough out. It's a tough day, but you just try and be efficient, make make the best decisions, you know, do your film study during the week, um, which is a is a is a tall task. But, yeah, I'll be I'll be asleep on the plane probably.
Sorry, sorry they've already asked this, but with the red tail conversion to day three for three, how, how well, I guess, relieving is it that you guys are able to convert there? And yep. three for three, okay? I know you said four for four. I said four, and then I'll give you a high five. <laughs> Once we go four for four, I'll give you a high five. Uh, uh, I got to be a man of my word. Yeah. My yes is my yes, you know. So, uh, you know, we got three of them, and that, that just helps the defense. You know, if we can get touchdowns when we get down there, it's a big emphasis for us this week is, you know, we, we felt confident, you know, um, always in the game plan that, hey, when we get down there, let's make sure that we execute. Um, and sometimes it may be a field goal, but to come away out of a game, especially in this stadium, you know, against, you know, this game with those players, um, you know, that, that's an exciting day for sure. It came up to this game um, with two pretty key uh, injuries on defense with Judon and Gonzalez. Did that change how you guys approach the game or anything like that in terms of going after tendencies, anything like that? Uh, no, uh, no, but, you, you know, like I've always said, those those are two really good players. I haven't played against the young corner, um, but watching him on film, he's very impressive, um, you know, especially the job he did, he did against Tyreek and the things they were asking him to do. Um, you know, and then Judon's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. So um, and whenever someone gets hurt, it's always hard to replace those guys. But for us, especially when you play Coach Belichick, like it doesn't matter, you know, what 11 he's thrown out there. He's got something. He's going to try and stop you. It's going to be a tough out for sure, no matter who's out there. Kendrick Miller, seems like his role has just continued to grow. Who's that? Sorry, Kendrick Miller. Yep. You know, what is kind of what have you seen from him in terms of his progression and trust level? Well, I just love his mentality when he gets in the huddle. You know, I've been in there with some young guys some time, and I'm like having to remind them of everything, and you know, hey, make sure you do this now, go fast. You know, like trying to remind them to play fast, and, all, and like Kendrick, he just is a football player. He just, you know, you tell him one thing, you know, we break the huddle, and I'm like, hey, make sure on this. He's like, I got you, bro. Like, and boom, I hit him in the flat. Boom, he, he breaks tackle, gets the yards. You know, it's like, you know, when you have a young guy like that with that much confidence, um, you know, you just hope that his, his confidence just keeps growing because he'll just keep getting better. You know, he'll, he'll play faster and faster, and he'll see the cuts faster. He'll play faster, but. Um, you know, he, he's got a great guy in front of him to learn from, too. Saints quarterback Derek Carr's postgame interview is brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. Back with more on the Ciroc Point after after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Yes, indeed. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. We're here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Diving back into the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. We got Ben in Mid-City. What you got for us today, Ben? Hey, Ben, what you got? Hello. Yeah, go ahead. You're on, Ben. Hey, go ahead. Okay, Bob, I want to tell you, man, you brought up something about coaching relative to how Brock Purdy is going with Shanahan. We don't have that style with Carmichael with Carr. I really think that next week Carmichael is going to be exposed again. Uh, he didn't get exposed, but I really think we're going to lose to the Texans because the offense still, even though we had a great win today, New England is not the team. Right, right. The, the, the Patriots are weak. Alyssa, but it is the NFL and – Anytime, I don't care. Let's say you think the Bears are the weakest team. Uh, now, early on, you might have thought the Cardinals. Look how hard the Cardinals have played. Whatever team you look at, AFC or NFC, you win 34-0. Uh, uh, it's no, still the, an NFL ball club. Yes, it's very impressive. Uh, even though the Patriots, you look at how. Home. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then, uh, look, uh, didn't Dallas supposed to be considered one of the best? So who had a more convincing win against the Patriots, uh, the Cowgirls or the Saints? The freaking Saints, because uh, we shut them out. No, nah, I don't know. It's all a wash to me. What, what, what was the Dallas game? Thirty-three to three, or something like that, and we win. We win thirty-four to nothing. So it just goes to show you that you got to come to play. And, and I've said this, Ben, uh, C.J. Stroud. Now we can't. Uh, he's playing a lot of confidence right now, and I like D'Amico Ryan as their head coach. 
That's a young, up-and-coming team. You look at the AFC South, you would say the cream of the AFC South is obviously who? You think the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, they've been kind of up and down. So we're going to know a lot about where do we stack up? Who's hot? And when you play a team, and, you know, we had a text earlier like, why does it matter when you play a team, whether you play them like now or in December? No, it matters because it, it does matter who's freaking playing. You might think like, oh, next man up, it's a team game. Uh, no, two of the best uh, players uh, for the Patriots on defense were not playing. Judon, he would start for every NFL team. That young up-and-coming uh, rookie cornerback who was out. He was rookie of the month right. in September, so he's not available. So the scheme of the Patriots, so it might have been more challenging. But when you win 34-0, to even though they'd have had those players, maybe we're not even as successful offensively as we need to be, but we're still going to win that game because they couldn't do jack. Uh, those cats who are hurt did not play on the Patriots' offense. And then you look at versus the Saints' defense, the cat-and-mouse game, you know, the chess match uh, that comes about. So uh, that's why it does matter, uh, uh, fans, when you play a team. Right now, uh, I think the Texans are playing with a lot of confidence. C.J. Stroud still has yet to throw an interception this season. That's pretty impressive. No, uh, uh, I think now we got to try and confuse them. Uh, th- that's going to be interesting what's going to happen because it's all AFC South opponents. And you might look, we all said before the season, oh, uh, we face a rookie quarterback at the Texans. Uh, no problem. You got to win that game. Now, the Jaguars on Thursday night in the Caesar Superdome, I was like, eh, I, I, we don't know uh, Trevor Lawrence because they've been on the roller coaster. They're up and down how they're playing. Then you got the Colts. Well, who's playing? The rookie, are they going uh, with uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Richardson is also dealing with an M- uh, AC joint sprain like Derek Carr, so we don't know how long he'll be out. Yeah, uh, yeah. so you look at that. So they're going to go with Uncle Rico? Could be uh, Min- uh, Minshew Mania again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, then we we'll handle, take that. Then yeah. we handle him in the past. Exactly. So everybody has a book. All I know is if you look at Houston – you might say, well, Abraham, that was last year. No, that's not lo- that long ago. It's a lot of very similar players. At Houston, the Jaguars at home, then at the Colts. You know what their record was last year? 19 wins, 47 losses, and one tie. Hmm. The next three opponents we played. So if we were South, shouldn't we go? shouldn't we go on a four-game winning streak? Let's do it. I, go out and do it. I'm telling you. It's not like, oh, we're going to have to be lucky to win that one. Like Foster Morrow said, enough of the talk. Let's do it. No, uh, enough talking. Let's just go out and do it because if we worth our salt and wherever we think we're going to be, there's no way we shouldn't take care of business against the Texans, Jaguars, and the Colts. Now, you say, okay, let's worry about the Texans. But I'm telling you, the schedule is very favorable for the Saints to go on a roll, and then everybody wants to talk to the media, all the players. You notice? You ever notice that? That when we don't win, nobody they, they look at they, they look at the PR people like man I, I don't want to go talk to the media you let you let them win they all want to talk to the media. Well, we'll be hearing from more of some of the black and gold players when we get back on the Ciroc Point after right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Our Saints Radio crew will be heading home soon on the team plane. Uh, Sideline reporter Jeff Nowak got a chance to catch up with running back Kendra Miller after the game. Here's what Miller had to say with Jeff. 
I feel like we came out and, you know, did our job. Everybody just, you know, stayed patient, even though we done lost the past two. And, uh, you know, finally came out and, and did our job, and everybody just was on the same page today. Yeah, we kept, kept hearing all week, you know, it seems close where just the small things, you got to clean stuff up. Is this kind of the performance you you felt like was in there? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. You know, I feel like this is the, the team we are. You know, I seen our training camp, uh, the type of team we were. So, you know, just to come out here and to dominate, uh, you know, that's, that's the type of team I feel like we are. So, you know, I feel like we... We can dominate any opponent. We just go out there and practice uh, every week like, you know, it's week one. Gotcha. And, you know, obviously you, it was just you and Alvin active today. Obviously Taysom has a role there too. But does that, you know, kind of to you, just to that confidence that they have in you to, to be kind of that RB2? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, all week uh, after last week, you know, I was kind of, you know, rotating in third. And, you know, this week they, they told me, that, you know, I'm going to get more carries. Uh, I, I think it most definitely shows the confidence because, you know, they tell me all the time, you know, they didn't draft me for any, for no reason. So, uh, obviously, they feel like I can come in here and make an impact. So, uh, I just, you know, appreciate them for the confidence in me. The other thing that stood out to me was, you know, the screen game. We got a couple of those going. I feel like that's the part of the offense that has not necessarily been huge to this point. How have you, you know, how do you kind of feel that works for you in, in the screen game? Yeah, so it really just takes, you know, one one play, one one person to make a play to, to uh, make that mark and then just set the tone for the rest of the, the team uh, as far as, you know, the screen game, you get one screen going, and you know, uh, teams will start playing them more. Uh, you know, the blocks were you know perfect on it. You know, we just gotta keep keep running it. You know, one on one, I'm gonna pop for a touchdown. Gotcha. And just last question, you know, there's been some questions about play calling and you know creativity and just establishing the run and and imposing your will. How do you, how do you think that all went today? It felt like the the offense as a whole really kind of got on a roll, uh, especially in the second. Yeah, most definitely. You know, uh, you know, you running the ball, it it opens up everything. You know, I feel like you know uh, Pete he told us we were gonna come out and run the ball today, and you know we ran the ball well, and you know that opened up opportunities for everybody else, and you know everybody got love today. So you know it was just fun to be able to. Have and, and play with everybody. You heard from Saints running back Kendra Miller there with our sideline reporter Jeff Nowak. Time for stations to pause 10 seconds to identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And when we do, we'll be talking about our diamond in the rough performance of the game right here on the Ciroc Point After on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. We're back into the Ciroc Point after on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. The Saints, a 34-0 victory over the New England Patriots, dominating on the road. The Saints improving to 3-2 and two on the season. Uh, Going to get into our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line, 504-260-1870. Uh, but Cajun Cannon want to get into our Diamond in the Rough performance of the game first, presented by friend and company. You got a friend in the jewelry business and just so happens to be the running back we just heard from with sideline reporter Jeff Nowak, Saints rookie Kendra Miller. Now, now, Steve, I know he's not necessarily – he's a diamond in the rough. You know why? Because what in the hell he's done in the Saints uniform? I don't care where he was drafted. No, uh, we want to make him into a diamond. We want to discover him, that being Kendra Miller. Right, so look, starting to form this game. Starting to form, and all of a sudden you can realize his future – and how they're going to utilize him. You know, Tony Jones Jr., he scored a couple of touchdowns. You know, he's dealing with injury suspension. So uh, we have to uh, do what we have to do. But don't be surprised if this doesn't occur in the future. Bobby, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the touches between Alvin Kamara and Kendra Miller. 
So, you know, you always have 65 plays or more. That, that's the measuring stick. And you have to always look at Alvin Kamara because that's what they're trying to do. And Kendra Miller, uh, the touches. It's like running and pass receiving as a running back. Well, if you look at what unfolded, they both had 40 touches. And I guarantee you, you think this is by accident. I know it's not by accident. Now, it might not always fall exactly in these numbers. Alvin Kamara had 25 touches. Kendrick Miller had 15. And it added up to 20. Now, Alvin Kamara would want to have more total yards in scrimmage, which was 97. But Kendrick Miller had 15 touches, and he had 90 yards. Okay, so Kamara 25 and 97. Kendrick Miller 15 for 90. Remember what I told you, you have to look at when you're setting up a game plan, what production are you getting from a particular position? Yeah. So you have to realize that it's almost the same body, but it's a two-headed monster. It's Alvin Kamara, who they want to continue to have uh, succeed at a high level, and Kendra Miller. The vision they've had for this young monster who's been, uh, I don't know, uh, glued into Alvin Kamara or sewed into, where it's like that uh, one body as a running back and two-headed monster. So if this continues to happen, it is outstanding. So if you look at Alvin Kamara and you look at Kendra Miller, 187 total yards of scrimmage. Remember I told you, now I'm just leaning on heavy on Alvin Kamara because I don't know if anyone can help him out. So I said a great game would be 150 yards. Right. So if Alvin Kamara has 130 yards, then uh, all of a sudden not much uh, as much pressure on Kendra Miller. But you get 187, you have to look at that production. Again, the way the league is, league is structured and how you have to look at running backs and how we set up in the passing game, uh, whether it's a screenplay, uh, whether it's a dump-off. And what yards and what do they average? Okay, so Alvin, not so much. Uh, he averaged uh, 5.7 yards. So let's say six yards a reception. And then he averaged uh, three and a half yards. Instead of 3.6, that needs to be 4.2 or above. And I think he has that ability. Because he had the touches. He had 25 touches. Alvin Kamara should have had way more than 97 total yards. You want him with uh, 25 touches to be about 130-plus. I'm just being honest. Now, when I look at Kendra Miller, uh, he only averaged three and a half yards a run. But this is where he excelled in as a pass receiving It was eye-popping to see that when I looked at the receiving stats. He averaged 13 and a half yards of receptions, four targets, four receptions, uh, averaging 13 and a half. That's where you get that total yards of scrimmage. Who helps the uh, uh, Saints, uh, you know, win games and they can keep defense off balance. So you look at the Texans, D'Amico Ryan's their head coach, outstanding defensive player. Another well, defensive-minded coach we're going up against. Yes, when he played with the Houston Texans, unbelievable. Uh, a lot like uh, Vic Fangio, a lot like Dennis Allen. He was thought of as a great young defensive coordinator, mind with the 49ers. But is he a head coach? Hell yeah, so far what he's done, uh, the responsibility with the Texans. D'Amico Ryan is outstanding. But you know why this helps also? That, okay, uh, we focus on what Kamara's going to do. But now they also have to worry how you run the same type plays 
It doesn't matter if Alvin Kamara's in the game or Kendra Miller. Uh, they still do the same thing. So then you have to work on more. You have to focus on more. You know, you have to be aware of the substitutions. That's the ultimate balance. Uh, th- that if you could get, boy, this would be a fantasy. If you get Kendra Miller and Alvin Kamara, uh, they both averaging about 100 uh, total yards of scrimmage. And the defense thinks like, damn. Um, no matter who it is, they're coming you know, after. No matter who it is, and they ground or air, and they produce it. And now, can you stop them? Now, uh, that's why I'm telling you, I'm impressed with that number more than anything. What we did offensively is that those two cats had 187 total yards of scrimmage. And considering too, even with me with Kendra Miller, obviously. It was the fact that he wasn't called on to do it a lot at TCU, but the fact of him being a receiving back was kind of frowned upon at first, and like, the Saints were like, no, he's just fine coming out the backfield. Well, we're going to get him the, the ball. Look in the preseason, that wheel route he caught. Yeah. He didn't like a little spastic. <laughs> uh, he knows how to catch the ball. And then he talked smack. Now you got to back it up. Then he said, there you no. go, right. I don't know. Did he say RB1 like QB1? Did he say all he's that? He's coming for it, right. Yeah, he said he's coming for Alvin Kamara. I would say slow your roll, dude. Uh, just be a part of complimenting Alvin Kamara right now, and then you're doing your damn job. Uh, I like that one-two punch, but you got to pick up your weight. Uh, I think Alvin Kamara, I think he's going to roll going forward, and now we need uh, that we can count on. We need Kendra Miller. Uh, okay, uh, we want that one-two punch. Uh, we don't want, okay, for Tony Jones Jr. or somebody like that to work out. No, where you drafted high expectations, you look Alvin Kamara and yourself, no, you need to be a one-two punch that is feared around the NFL no matter who you play it. Want to hear from you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line? It's 504-260-1870. We'll be back with more of the Ciroc Point After right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Back here on the Ciroc Point After, Saints a 34-0 winner over the New England Patriots. And remember, if the Saints win, you win at McDonald's. Getting back into our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Got David and Biloxi hanging on. What you want to say, David? Hey, how you doing? How you guys doing? All right, David, what you got, man? Look, I just want to ask you a question about the quarterback play. Yeah, uh, very average. Me, uh, very average. That's what I was going to say. I, I, a car is, is about an average in this game. I saw them in practice or the first week of August when they were practicing, and I counted three and almost four seconds before he was releasing the ball in practice. To me, that's just too long. Amen. Like Breeze, one, two seconds, two and a half, and it's gone. That ball's coming out. I just think if he would do that, he would be a way better quarterback. Well, you and uh, that's a great point, Dave, what you're saying. And uh, he got sacked two times. I can tell you now, uh, busted protection on the first time with the old line uh, But the second time, no, like I said before, you can make a sandwich back there. No, that that was totally on him. You got to know where your outlets are at. I know you want to push the fall, ball down the field, and you have to look at targets and opportunities. Uh, uh, but you know what? Who's uh, who got off to a great start? Now, uh, was he dealing with uh, Steve uh, and David? I want you to hear this too. Like a pregame injury. What's up with Chris Olave? What is something with his foot or something? What did they say? Yeah, in the post-game press conference, Dennis Allen did mention that it was a toe issue Olave was dealing with, but it didn't obviously affect him at all in the game, it seemed. Well, he had uh, two catches for 12 yards. Now, he did score a touchdown, his first touchdown this season. Uh, but there was one play, David. Uh, listen, you have to know where you're at on the sideline. It's not college, it's the pros. you got to have 
two feet in. He had one foot in. He needed to drag that other foot, and then that would have been a very favorable long completion. There was also another ball that was kind of high to him, and he, you know, kind of pump, put, put it up in the air like no, a volleyball. No, and, and again, again, Derek Carr wasn't as accurate. Drew Brees probably puts that ball a little uh, more out front, but it was kind of uh, a little behind him. It wasn't drastically behind him, uh, but it hit uh, Chris Olave both in the hands. How about you catch it? No, uh, contested catches, whatever. Yeah. We want Chris Olave where we can count on him game in and game out. I can tell you right now who uh, makes contested catches. He got the crap knocked out of him. And, uh, and that's why I'm telling you, he was really hurt. Michael Thomas, maybe because he's bigger, but a, a, a lot more um, trustworthy than right now in the Chris Olave. Now, I'm talking about what have you done for me lately? And where are Derek Carr's at? And when they look at the film and what you've done the last game and a half, two games, I, I would say Michael Thomas is trusted more than Chris Olave. And that was not the case the first two games. So you can't never rest on your laurels. It's a continuous process. What's going to happen at the Texans? Who can account on to maybe uh, be more trustworthy so we can convert on third down and, and not be uh, horrendous on third down? Because we were. And we were 5 or 13, 33%. That's not winning football. You got to be mid to high 40s. I'm not even saying 50%. But with that being said, uh, that's why maybe lead by example that without – Michael Thomas saying anything, Chris Olave is going to watch that film and see how I could be more a pro like Michael Thomas. Because they look at, okay, where are you at right now on the field? And how are you contributing? What's your responsibility on plays? I still see too many times, and, and I'm not in the meeting room, so I don't know uh, their route concepts, and how sometimes, whether it's, you know, you got – you know, four or five guys running up the field and how they cross and different patterns. And we have, in the proximity of one another, too many guys, like potential receivers, they ride by each other. I know the play's not designed that way. So is that the undisciplined uh, of a receiver? And I know they might be telling them, no, they all had a mental bus. Sorry, coach. You know, and all that. But you see that at times, and as a quarterback, uh, that's very frustrating. We actually got a call, me and Charlie, in our pregame on first take talking about that, uh, complaining about wide receivers being too close to each other. No, uh, tight end, whatever. You get jammed, then you got to get you get rerouted. Then you got to be disciplined. You can't freak out and just start ad-libbing. The only one I know who can ad-lib and have success is Andre Risen, Bad Moon Risen. <laughs> he can, like in the, but in the red zone, he'd be like, man, uh, you know, I knew he was going to get open. I mean, uh, Andre Risen, i never forget this. Ad libbing, he caught 15 touchdown passes in 1993, and nine of them he made up a route. Well, I think uh, you do that too often, you're going to get burnt, and you're not going to be disciplined enough. And then there's going to be um, a confusion, and then you're going to end up making mistakes. Is that how much right. he could dominate, just make up a route and get open? He did it against uh, Bill Belichick and Cleveland Browns offense. <laughs> And guess who was the defensive back coach? Nick Saban. Mm, I was going to say, yeah, good old Nick. He did that, and, and then he played like it was, they call it his loaf route. Like he's in the slot, and I'm just loafing, and he's just trotting up the field. Now i got to control the safety, so I'll look away to move the safety. And the DB's right on him, and they look at Andre like he's all pouting because he's not getting the ball, and so he's not hustling. 
and then I just throw it right by the defender's ear, and Andre wouldn't show quick hands, late hands, and he catches the ball, touchdown, snatch, and slam it. And the defensive back. And, and what, what just the, happened? So what is Nick Saban going to do? That, that was great coverage. What else could you do? That's why, uh, I, I don't know, instincts of that to be able to pull that off. You only can pull that off is if you actually do it in a real game and it works. Right. And then every now and then uh, you have that in, in, in your wheelhouse and how long I'm going to try and beat a defense. But right now, I'll tell you what, I want Chris Olave to be outstanding. But I'd say after the first two games, Chris Olave has not built on his performance. I'm going to have to check exactly. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, look at Chris Olave, 100 yards receiving. But you look uh, last week against Tampa Bay, no show. Against uh, today against the Patriots, inconsistent. I mean, you could have had a, a way better game than you actually had where he ended up with five targets, two catches uh, for 12 yards. He had a long gain of seven. Now he scored a touchdown finally, but there's no way that uh, if Michael Thomas is going to have uh, 50 to 60 yards, 65 yards catching, I'm not. Uh, Chris Olave should be like always above that. 75, 80 yards, if not 100. Coming back with more of the Ciroc Point after, right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Well, it'll be a happy Monday for the Houdat Nation. We're coming back here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Black and gold, a 34-0 victory over the New England Patriots. Uh, total domination from the Saints who scored in every quarter of this game. Uh, seven in the first, 14 in the second, a field goal in the third, and then 10 more in the fourth quarter and just blanking this Patriots offense the entire way. Yeah, you could just tell there was a ton of frustration on that sideline for New England, uh, and and just you felt it in the game that they were just inept and weren't get, able to get anything going. Well, uh, the, the Patriots got punked. I mean, uh, you lose 34-0. to I mean, considering uh, – the uh, listen, when you talk about dynasties, and we look at, okay, what have we done for me lately? I look at two decades, uh, basically 21st century. Look at the Super Bowls one. Now, I know Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, but what's more of – okay, now tell me if you agree with this. I mean, I think some fans would. If you break it down, they might say, okay, I'm going to break it down the last 50-plus years. Green Bay Packers, when the Super Bowl got invented in the 60s. In the 1970s, I would say, I, I, I would say um, that um, – hey, the, the Dallas – uh, would you no no the Pits no I got to say the Steelers, Steelers then Dallas Steelers no okay the Dallas was in hunt but not so Packers in the sixties Steelers in the seventies Forty Niners in the eighties Dallas in the nineties okay and then twenty first century two decades not one decade would be the New England Patriots no doubt so, so to whoop them thirty four to zero. And that's their worst loss at home in franchise history. Ever. Ever. That, that's why I said earlier in the show, I'm going to tell you what. Uh, Tom Brady knows of the Saints not only as a Patriot, but also uh, we beat them 9-0. to Now, he's won some. He's won some against uh, the Saints. But he knows to not just show up. He has to play at a high level. So that's why I said Bill Belichick and Tom Brady – uh, I mean, they analyze everything and teams they've played, who's tough and all that. Uh, the Saints are in that number. 
that they both recognize the level that the Saints have played. Now, what's interesting is where the Saints are at right now, uh, that you look at, okay, I'll be two and two. And, but, you know, you, you look at, okay, we two and two, and well, what do we have confidence in as a fan base? Our defense. Absolutely right. Still, so, even after a, a tough showing against Tampa, Tampa yes. you still felt you could lean on the D. Yeah. Uh, when is the offense going to pull their weight? Exactly. Okay. So you look at what occurs today because the Saints had won, or not won, but they went 11 straight games without giving up more than 20 points in a game. Before the streak, we all know, ended last week against the Buccaneers. Now you look at Mac Jones and the Patriots. Boy, that was the best uh, 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 formula uh, to get it right with the Saints. Because, that was a great get-right game, because right? Because now the Saints can start a new streak, uh, 20 points. How about we gave up zero? So you look at scoring defense and all that. You got to win that game. Uh, because don't you have to, uh, like, to win a game or when you play in sports, to win, don't you have to score sometime? It could end in a tie like nil-nil in soccer or whatever. But you still, if you want to win, you got to score. So that's the most humiliating uh, episode or atmosphere as a team when you're looking at the film. Well, it's like, well... To help out our defense, don't we have to score a little bit or, 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 or you know, score a field goal? At least, listen, they scored a field goal against the Cowgirls, but they scored zero against the Saints. Who that? Saints, That's what happened. Saints defense scored more than the Patriots uh, offense. Amen, Steve. <laughs> you hit it right there. Exactly. Pick six, Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, we scored more than the Patriots offense or the Patriots team. Man, that, that was an ass whipping. I'll tell you, this is one of the most – Significant, dominating wins in Saints history. Why are you saying that, Bobby? Because the perception, now it's not Tom Brady, but the perception that the team of the 21st century is the New England Patriots and the worst loss they've had in your franchise in their franchise history, you just put it upon them. You just put it upon them. Uh, listen, right now, uh, Patriots fans uh, – Steve, they don't know what to think anymore. No, they're very disgruntled. Uh, they are disgruntled. How can you say get rid of Bill Belichick and all he's brought to you? Oh, and, and then all of a sudden, but six, seven, eight coaches get fired every year. Bill, Bill <laughs> Belichick wants that record. Right. I, think, I, I, I agree with that. He's not going to step away from the game without breaking uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Tom Landry's record for wins. Uh, come on. You don't think some organization, oh, I'm bringing in uh, Bill Belichick? Anybody would. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, to try and surpass George Hallis and then Don Shula. Yeah, that, that's going to come out. But right now, I, I got a good friend um, who works for Shell, uh, Fred Palmer. He's been, uh, he's from Boston uh, and, and been down in Louisiana forever. But he's always, he loves the Saints. But deep down, uh, you know, when you grow up with some of the Patriots. Sure, I get it. to see where they've been. So, um, yeah, he's probably perplexed about what occurred because it wasn't like a hard-fought game. No, the Patriots got their ass whipped. <laughs> this is NFL level. It's not as bad as like uh, the Dolphins whipping the Broncos, but it's halfway there. <laughs> it's halfway there when you think about it uh, because uh, they didn't even score. They could not even score the football. When you think about what occurred. What was it, six or seven three and outs to the Saints defense? Forced six three and outs. 
dominant. They had 156 yards, not at half. <laughs> they had that for the whole game, and they had eight first downs. No, uh, listen, uh, if I'm a Patriots fan right now, um, I might do something else on Sundays or whatever uh, because – uh, you might say, well, Bobby, I'm, that means you're not a diehard a Patriots fan. I think they're that disheartened about this team. And uh, uh, so what if Patriots fans, what are they going to do if they thoroughly disappointed with their team? Go Celtics. Do they just boo a little louder? <laughs> or uh, the, 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 do they not show up? Because uh, I can tell you what, when the Patriots were not very good, and um, God, I'm trying to think of the stadium now. Um, we played them in like 1989. I want to say like 32,000 people showed up. Now was snow on the field and all that. We whooped them by like 20 points, whatever. They, they were not very good. They just weren't good, and the fans could care less. I mean, you know, Boston's kind of small because you got the Red Sox, you got the Celtics, you got the Bruins. Uh, so, we mean, so, man, the Patriots are sorry. But now, since Robert Kraft is on the uh, 21st right. century, everybody wants to be in that number. I mean, you could be in that area in a high uh, a program that you would think would be uh, distinguished. And and I took T-Bob on a recruiting trip here to Boston College. Okay, you look at Boston College, probably uh, right behind Notre Dame as far as a Catholic university. And I went, I went to the game, and you compare it to Tiger Stadium or the SEC, and <clears throat> Not so fast. Not even close, huh? No, it's it's like Yeoman Stadium. I don't know. It's like thirty thousand people. I mean, they're still supporting the team, but it's not a rabid fan base where the Patriots in the thirty in the twenty first century turn into a rabid uh, fan base, and that's because of Tom Brady and that combination with Belichick, and they won those Super Bowls. But as of right now, who uh, if you're a Patriots fan? They know light at the end of the tunnel, considering, I think, where the Dolphins are at and where the Bills are at. The Jets, I mean, the Jets are dysfunctional, whether Aaron Rodgers comes back or not. But just look at where the Patriots are at. I, I think they're in trouble. Where I think I look at the Saints in the NFC South, no, we're in the thick of things. Uh, the Patriots aren't in the thick of things in the AFC East. No, I agree with you there with the Patriots. And what's disheartening for them is their young stud that they drafted looks more to be part of the problem, not the solution. Yeah, uh, okay, <laughs> we're going to go to young route and, um, you know, Mac Jones. And, uh, and not, not being that guy. You know, in middle first round, you think he's going to work out, um, you know, but he's regressed. He hasn't gotten better. And then all of a sudden they bring in, uh, what's his name, O'Brien. Uh, the offensive Bill O'Brien, yeah. Bill O'Brien. Almost said Ken O'Brien, the old Jets quarterback. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bill O'Brien, they bring it to help the offense. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like to see Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick uh, behind closed doors. You know, because that's two old, old, old dudes. Sure, there's right? a lot of yelling going on. Yeah, they're like, man, like, what the, are we doing here? Exactly. And, this, and they can go back and forth. You know, so uh, now they're not going to do that on the field. I just know, look at Bill O'Brien's face if you take the game. Look how frustrated he was throughout. There was one episode, uh, Steve, remember when I showed you? <laughs> That's what I know. The Patriots, are, are, are they switching quarterbacks? This is maybe oh, right, middle right. early in the third, third quarter. Third quarter, definitely. And it was all of a sudden Bill O'Brien is talking to Zappi. And, uh, Zappi's so, all on the tablet. All on the tablet. So, and like, oh, okay. Uh, and then, and then all of a sudden you had Mac Jones over here. He's like, he care. wasn't even, even paying attention. Wasn't even like paying attention. And I go, listen, there would be the comebacks of coming. It'd be miraculous. 
Because right now, the body language of where the Patriots are at, no, they've given up the ship. And uh, actually, uh, uh, he didn't do anything. He went back. Mac Jones went back out there. Surprisingly right. It was like, wow. Yes, and then he eventually put Zappi in. But no, uh, if you're a Patriots fan, just enjoy what you witnessed with Tom Brady in that heyday. Uh, because right now, uh, you third and not fourth banana in the AFC East, not representing the AFC. So, you know, where you at is, uh, uh, you know, it would be interesting to see. Right now, you'd have to say passing the torch would be the Chiefs. You look at the last handful of years, can the Chiefs be a potential dynasty and maybe dominate for a de- decade? Talking about the Chiefs, it looks like they just got into the end zone. Travis Kelsey, who had a high ankle sprain, guy's still playing. He's a warrior. Yeah, but then Taylor Swift put that thing on. He probably went in the <laughs> locker room, and then all of a sudden— uh, Oh, she healed him? Yeah, she healed him. Amazing. She, she healed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She put the, that mojo, if you know what I'm talking about. She put that on his ankle, and now miraculously healed. Get more into the Saints' 34-0 victory over the New England Patriots in Week 5. Black and gold now 3-2 and two on the season. We'll return more with the Ciroc point after— off the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. I'm back into the Ciroc point after here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. One of the players getting to the podium in postgame. Defensive end Cam Jordan. Here's what the All-Pro had to say. Can you envision this kind of dominant performance? I always envision this type of performance. You know, we're always we're always striving for a, perf- a perfect played game um, in all three phases. And we say it each and every week. And at some point, I'm sure fans, reporters are like, when is going to be played? Uh, we work our butts off on our craft each and every day, you know, to eliminate penalties, to eliminate uh, the room for error. And yet on a Sunday, there's, you know, we're only human. There's room for error. There's a, there's a reason why we go through so many reps just to go through 40 or 50 plays on defense or 60 plays on defense. Uh, leading up to that, we, we practice three or four times as many reps as, as, as we get on game day. We're trying to be perfect. We're, we're striving to be the best at our craft. And when it comes down to a game plan executing at a high level, uh, we did just that. And I hope that's our new standard. Jim, this week, uh, I don't know if you heard Bill Belichick yet called you, I think it was like a, one of the, the hardest working players in the league or the ones that he has the most respect for. I appreciate that. Um, did you hear that ahead of time and just kind of hear that now? Before, before the game, you try and you know tune out everything. I mean, we, we just lost. Uh, the previous week, I'm just trying to get a, a W in the win column, whatever gets us there. Um, you know, it has been it has been a, a great part of my career to turn the page after 24 hours and look towards this next week. So, moment we flipped the script after you know after the loss uh, last Sunday, got to Monday. I'm gun ho on zoning in on on Mac Jones and his offense, Bill Belichick, who you know is one of the you know most phenomenal coaches you're ever going to see, uh, legendary Hall of Fame coach. So if he said anything positive about me, great. I have to go earn it. You know, if anything, I, I figured there was going to be some chips my way that were not going to be uh, what I wanted. But um, as a defense, as a defensive line, I think we created enough havoc in the backfield to to get the job done today. I think guys in the back end, guys, you know, Tyron sitting over here uh, with that first pick six uh, to pop the game off, uh, draw blood. Um, you feel like the DBs were on top of their game, which made uh, Mac that last series in the second in the second quarter uh, actually hold the ball. Once he hold the ball, we had to make him pay. What's your I mean, holding the team to one to fourteen on first. 
uh, better than eight of thirteen or eight of fifteen last week. Um, again, I was I was scorned last week um, by things that felt like weren't a part of our identity going going forward and play, going into this game. And from this game on, I hope that's a part of who we become. Uh, we're officially, you know, almost a, a third. Yeah, I'd say a quarter through, but a third through of the way through the season. Um, in the next couple of days, and I mean, we're just trying to keep on turning this page. We're going to enjoy this win, but you know, don't don't make a mistake. Whoever we play next week, we got to start honing in on them right now. I believe it's Jacksonville, but I could be wrong. Houston, I was wrong, uh, which means Jacksonville's after Houston. I just like they said, I only focus on one week at a time. I could be wrong. Um, I, I hope that you know what our defense played today is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, the way Double D played, coming downhill, covering guys, um, everything that he's been all world, all pro for the last few years. Um, you know how DBs are getting more confident, start breaking on balls. I feel like even our, our depth is starting to get a little bit stronger. So the better we can be as a, as a defense, the better we can be as a team. Is this, is this what you guys can be today? Tyron. Yeah. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I hope, I hope uh, you know, again, we're creating an identity, and I think we got away from that this last week. If we can continue striving for, for a complete game in all three phases, uh, I hope to assume this is being the regular for us. Okay, why don't you just say how important it was for you guys this week coming into the game about uh, causing havoc and creating turnovers. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you saw specifically, um, you know, preparing over last week from the Patriots that – it's about us. At the end of the day, if we play our game our way, there's nothing that anybody can do to take away from us. I think we have uh, power players at every position. I think we have talent um, at every other position. And honestly, uh, if we play our brand of football, if we play with the intensity, the energy that we have, and can try and continuously take and enforce our dominance in each series, I hope that becomes a new standard. Again, we got to work for it each and every day. So this game is great. This game was awesome. This game was fun. Um, and I hope it continues to be this exciting. This is fun for the Saints. All right, I'm out. Bye. Saints defensive end Cam Jordan. Man, he is so locked in on the now. He doesn't even know they're playing next week. Yeah, I don't know who we play. The Jags, the Colts. Whoever. Uh, oh, Bring we em. play Houston. Right. Yeah, that's who we play. And, uh, you know the one thing uh, that I think he has definitely benefited uh, from to know how to be a pro, and that's uh, Carl Grandison. You know, unlike uh, Davenport, Marcus Davenport, or you look at uh, what's the the Houston guy? I can't think of his name. Peyton no. Turner or Peyton Turner? They, they kind of weird. Uh, Carl Grandison is about blue collars could get and would be like a sponge. Uh, I think Peyton Turner's more eccentric, a good guy, but eccentric. I think Davenport's way weirder than uh, Peyton Turner. But but uh, you know, with that being said, so what if you weird? If you could produce, what do you do? Right? Yeah, you, you got to produce. Day. So Carl Grandison, I think by having him opposite of Cam Jordan. By watching Cam Jordan and growing and seeing how to be a pro. Seeing how to be a pro, and then if they so tune in on Cam Jordan, uh, you can't uh, put one guy against Carl Grandison. Carl Grandison will humble you and win that one-on-ones. We always talk about that. You know, even from an offensive perspective. Let's say as a lineman, you can't get help with everybody. So if you one-on-one, -on -one, are you winning or losing? Well, we don't need, like, Cesar Ruiz uh, losing one-on-one -on -one battles. We don't need McCoy losing one-on-one -on -one battles. We don't need Ryan Ramchek. James Hurst. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, that's why I'm, I, I don't know if that was his responsibility with that A-gap and that first sack 
or the running back. I, I, sure I, I'd like have it. to be in the media. It looked like more like the guard, uh, James Hurst, than maybe the running back. But I don't know for sure because I don't know the blocking scheme on that particular play. But I think Carl Grandison has definitely benefited being Cam Jarn's teammate. If you look, you see these kind of numbers all the time. He's always going to have four or five tackles in a game as a lineman. He's going to have a sack. And then he always has, this is the area that I like. Quarterback hurries and tackle for I was going to say, those tackles for loss too, man. Uh, nobody else on the team had a, a tackle for loss, and he had three of them. And quarterback hurries, he led uh, the team with two uh, quarterback hurries. And then he led the team in sacks. Now, it was only one because Passanio and Cam Jordan shared it, the yeah. other one. Uh, but I think by having a leader like Cam Jordan and uh, – Carl Granderson looks okay. Look how long Cam Jordan's career has lasted. Look how he's so well compensated. So right now, well, Carl Granderson, as young as he is in the contract the Saints just gave him, well, he's looking to continue to build upon that and kick butt, and then you get compensated another type <laughs> contract, and all of a sudden, Carl Granderson just trying to make the, the NFL, and he's worth uh, like 50 or $60 million. America. America, uh, no better place to be. There's no better. That's why I love capitalism. Because uh, that's opportunity. Do you take advantage of opportunity? And uh, Carl Granison, when you talk to an individual, uh, I can tell you, it's not necessarily overboard, yes, sir, no, sir. But it seems like uh, that he does respect his elders. Or, when you know, when he talks to them and, and not like, uh, man, like, old person get off my lawn kind of thing sure, yeah. no I, who are you get away from me i'm telling you as who that nation member saints fan i'm telling you carl granison is good people i don't know how you cannot cheer for him now you've had past mistakes and you redeem yourself and all that but carl granison talk about a late bloomer they don't get any better than uh, uh carl granison and i know that cam jordan is glad that carl uh, granison is opposite him in that rotation putting pressure against a, opponent quarterbacks Closing things out on the Ciroc Point after we'll be back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Now we're going to pause 10 seconds, let stations identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Saints a 34 nothing winner winner over the New England Patriots today. As far as our callers on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, let's close things out with Raymond in the North Shore. What you got, Raymond? Hey, good to hear from y'all, uh, Bobby and them. And, Bobby, let me under, under make two quick things. Okay, when I was cleaning up at work, all right, it was the Saints had the ball in the fourth quarter, and I went, cleaned up, kept going into the bathroom, cleaned up, and I come back with 18, 17. I couldn't believe it. They just had the ball in the fourth quarter. All right, number two, the Saints need to use the big tight ends a little bit more like Kelsey. They got some good tight ends. They need to throw the ball to them, Bobby. And that's all I got to say. And, and thank for the win that there was a good win. Yeah, it was a good win. And we talked about this in the pregame, how, um, you know, whether wide receiver or tight end, how you utilize the middle of the field. Uh, I, I could tell you that there was one play uh, that – We did utilize that shuffle pass to Foster Murrow. He yeah, got it to the end zone shuffle today, pass, at least. Uh, that, that, that if he had dropped it, uh, that would be considered <laughs> just an incomplete. Right. But, uh, yeah, so – when I look at this, okay, Jawan Johnson, that's been a disappointment. He's dealing with a calf injury, and he's not been able to play. But uh, you notice the one pass uh, to Jimmy Graham, one target, no catches. I know that the ball. I know the ball was behind. It wasn't perfect, but catch it. Come on, right. You'd had a first down. 
and then you move the change. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you want to get Jimmy Co- uh, Graham more involved. Foster Morrow had that, uh, that, uh, that option pitch, uh, that shuffle pass, uh, one target, one catch uh, for six yards and a touchdown. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, that that's something that you need to get Juwan back for sure. It is, and we need to utilize more uh, the middle of the field because it's a direct throw. Now you're throwing through the forest, sometimes on the edge or out route. That's not the case, but uh, we need the right separation between the receivers running routes and be able to hit them and attack a zone or winning mag coverage and have the direct throws down the middle. Well, thanks to our team behind the scenes on the Saints Radio Network, executive producers Diane Newman and Kevin Cassidy, Saints sales manager DePaul Smith, assistant producer Ian Hoke, associate producer Scott Colomb, studio producers Charlie Long, Chris Coleman and Cullen Steele, plus station engineers Danny Milliner and Ernie Kane. On behalf of our Saints Radio broadcast team, Mike Haas, Deuce McAllister, Jeff Nowak, and Robert Carroll, thank you for listening to Saints football. Join us next week when the black and gold will be taking on the Houston Tech. I'm Steve Geller talking to you next week on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Cajun Cannon, say goodnight. Yes, Saints dominate 34-0. Bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Who that? Go, Saints! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 